Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my god, hi. Welcome to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. We're right at the beginning of a very Marvel Christmas, working our way through every MCU project and releasing a new episode every day from Black Friday through the end of the year. Wow. How fun, huh? Today's movie is The Incredible Hulk, second movie in the MCU, and in my opinion, the most frequently forgotten or neglected movie of this entire franchise. And it focuses on Bruce Banner, a genius scientist and fugitive with six-pack abs who turns into a roid rage monster from the pits of hell when he gets decently stressed or even slightly horny. I am joined by two good friends, Mike Jest and Sarah Nyman. Let's get into it, shall we? Without further ado, here we go. Well, good morning. Thank good you both morning. so much for doing this in the um, the morning of your weekend. Oh, Today yeah. we are talking about uh, the Incredible Hulk. Had either of you seen this movie before I made you watch it for this podcast? Oh, first, let me start here. Let me start with the first question. So this season we're doing the entire MCU catalog. Um, do I'm going to start with you, Sarah? Did you are you an MCU fan? No, I don't know. I I don't know. That's perfect. I love that more than anything. How about you, Mike? Um, I have seen almost all the MCU movies, okay, al- although I had not seen this one. I saw this in theaters when I was a kid for no no discernible reason. I don't know why I saw this, <laughs> but I was re-watching it last night and I was like, holy shit, I saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is, this is notorious. This is one of the, the weirdest movie in the MCU because it doesn't because the main character was recast as Mark Ruffalo, yeah. Yeah. Um, it really uh, that's, doesn't. That's what my tea is about. Oh, so let's let's get right into this. So this movie stars um, Edward Norton, and he was. And I have some tea about it too, but I would love to hear what you know why he was recast as Mark Ruffalo for the rest of the MCU. Okay. Well, first of all. Edward Norton, as per his contract, has creative input on all the films that he's in. Mm -hmm. Um, And they (laughs) did not see eye to eye creatively on this movie, apparently. So they replaced him. Um, And I have an official statement by Marvel. um, (laughs) Please read it. (laughs) About Norton. (laughs) We have made the decision to not bring Ed Norton back to portray the title role of Bruce Banner in The Avengers. Our decision is definitely not one based on monetary factors, but instead rooted in the need for an actor who embodies the creativity and collaborative spirit of our other talented cast members. Uh, the The Avengers demands players who thrive working as a part of an ensemble as evidenced by, and then they list the other actors and all of our talented cast. We are looking to announce a name of an actor who fulfills these requirements and is passionate about the iconic role in the coming week. So basically they're like, 
he didn't he, we don't like him he doesn't work well with others yeah. Yeah, wow. i saw the and same then, thing i am heartbroken that john has decided to end our marriage <laughs> <laughs> and then i have norton's agent's response oh uh, i read this too okay this offensive statement from Kevin, <laughs> Kevin at Marvel is a purposefully misleading, inappropriate attempt to paint our client in a negative light. Here are the facts. Two months ago, Kevin called me and said he wanted Edward to reprise the role of Bruce Banner in the Avengers. He told me it would be his fantasy to bring Edward on stage with the rest of the cast at Comic-Con and make it the event of the convention. When I said that Edward was definitely open to this idea, Kevin was very excited and we agreed that Edward should meet with Joss Whedon to discuss the project. Edward and Joss had a very good meeting confirmed by Feige, is it Feige? I don't know, to me. Feige. Feige. At which Edward said he was enthusiastic at the prospect of being a part of the ensemble cast. Marvel oh subsequently God. made him a financial offer to be in the film and both sides started negotiating in good faith. This past Wednesday, after several weeks of civil, uncontentious discussions, but before we had come to terms on a deal, a representative from Marvel called to say they had decided to go in another direction with the part. This seemed to us to be a financial decision, but whatever the case, it is completely their prerogative and we accept their decision with no hard feelings. And it's much longer than that. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah, it reads um, like a Facebook post somebody would put up after they've been canceled. Right, yeah. <laughs> you it's know like, what I mean? Because wow. the Marvel thing, like, of course, there were undertones in the statement where it's like clear that they were like, okay, we don't want to work with Edward Norton. But the, I love that his his agent comes back and he's like, this offensive. Yeah, <laughs> I looked at because I also saw those. I didn't see that long of a statement. I saw the first sentence of that. And then I guess oh, it's whatever long, article. It's like twice as long as what I just read. I can't. <laughs> whatever journalist that had used it was like, this is enough to get by. Um, but I also then looked into it because I also do find oftentimes where I really like an actor and then I wonder why they don't work anymore. I go into like, look them up and it's because they're difficult to work with. Yeah. I've heard and it's like, very unpleasant. Yeah. And I have seen other things about how he can be unpleasant and, and on sets and stuff. So it doesn't surprise me that he's recast. Um, so, so sorry, Mr. Norton. <laughs> so sorry for the mistakes you've made. I wonder what his creative input was too. Like, I don't know. That's the other thing. Could you imagine being lucky enough to be in like the Marvel? I mean, at this time it wasn't the Marvel universe, so I get it. But, but then wanting creative input on like, as much as I love these movies, they are superhero comic book movies. Like, well, it's basically sounds, made for kids. It seems mm. to me like Edward Norton thought he was going to be the next bat, or he wanted Hulk to be like Batman big. Like, yeah, he was like, I thought this was going to be like a dark, creative Christopher Nolan world. That's his state. He has a statement too. And also, it's like, sir, you're not Batman. You're the Hulk. You're literally the Hulk. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about that is because Universal still... So um, this movie was made by Universal. It wasn't released by like Marvel Studios and Disney. It, this was before mm. the acquisition. And Universal still has the rights to any movie that would star the Hulk as the lead, which is why the Hulk is in so many movies, but he's never had his own solo movie because Universal still owns the rights to that character for a lead oh. forever. Um, which is so interesting. I mean, the business side of it is insane. Let's jump into the plot of this because I did make you yes, guys watch sorry. this movie. Um, you can cut as much of those statements as you need. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to keep them all. <laughs> as I always say, like, feel free to interrupt, jump in. Um, and we'll go, well, let's start before we dive in really, really quick. I'll start with you, Mike. Did you like mm -hmm. it or did you not? <laughs> oh, if I had to say yes or no, 
I did not like it. But, okay. But there are a lot of great things okay. about it. It wasn't a whole, it wasn't a wash, but the overall didn't like it. Sarah? Yeah. Okay. I liked it when I was a kid and I saw it in theaters and I still had a, a really good time. I had a great time too. I mean, there are points that we'll talk about where I was truly like, oh my God. But for the most part, I was surprised. I went into it thinking I would hate it because I never watched this movie. I watched these Marvel movies like maybe once a year or something. Yeah. And having the, I can't compare it to anything else because I really haven't seen many other Marvel movies, but I saw the Taika Waititi. Uh, which one did he do? What was that one? Uh, Ragnarok. Thor. I saw that. And, and clearly that's another level that's very funny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was. This was not funny. No, it was. Pretty, <laughs> this was void of humor. Uh, yeah. Let's start. Okay. So let's jump right in. At Culver University in Virginia, General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, which we will Who, talk about him. I on. will say. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who's always said that William Hurt is hot. And I did not understand that until this movie. Daddy. He's got daddy energy. That yeah. is so funny. On the last podcast, I said this guy named Obaz- Obadiah Stain, which was Jeff Bridges, was hot. Yeah, and yeah. Both Andy and Sarah Blance turned on me. And I almost turned on you, <laughs> just like they did to me just now. <laughs> I and know. I used, this is how I used to feel. He's hot. He's, he's hot as the general. <laughs> you love a mustache, Mike. That's something people don't know about you. You will. This is true. Anytime you find what a mustache, you think I can even hold like. On to, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> General Thaddeus <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross, who's in a lot of these movies, by the way, uh, meets with Dr. Bruce Banner, the colleague and friend of his daughter, Betty, regarding an experiment that Ross claims is meant to make humans immune to gamma radiation. The experiment, part of the World War II super soldier program that Ross hopes to recreate, fails. The exposure to gamma radiation causes Bruce to transform into the Hulk for brief periods of time whenever his heart rate raises above 200 beats per minute. The Hulk destroys the lab surrounding area, killing several people inside and injuring General and Betty and others outside. Banner becomes a fugitive of the U.S. military and Ross, who wants to weaponize the Hulk. All of that took place... In a montage, right? In the, credits. In the opening <laughs> credits, which yeah. I thought was genius. I was like, this told so much. Like, I know exactly what I need to know to just like get into this movie. And it was only in the opening credits. By the way, do people have opening credits anymore? I feel like they don't. I don't know. It, it is I a lost like it was art. A, yeah, yeah, it was a bigger thing. Yeah. And like early Disney movies had the lot. Like, I can, to this day, I can remember how long the Monsters Inc. opening credits are because they yeah. were just so shocking. They're so long. I will say good or like catch me if you can. Mm-hmm. There's like a long opening montage, like that's animate. Like I love that stuff. Pink Panther or like I think yeah. maybe we should do that more. Yeah, I couldn't believe how long this was and how much shit you got out of it. Yeah, you had to pay attention. I went. I got up to like go pour a glass of wine during it, and I I was watching it with our our friend uh friend of the pod, Andrea Krabah. Absolutely. <laughs> and we had to start it over because I missed so much. So. It was a lot. I was like, oh, shit. This is Because at first I thought it was like a recap of something that I don't know what. I guess it technically was. But I was like, damn, he's fucked up all these people. And he busted out of here. And I know, and they didn't have one word of dialogue. It was just eh, made sense. Um, five years later, Banner is working at a bottle factory in Rocina, Rio de, Je- Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, while while searching for a cure for his condition. On the internet, he anonymously collaborates with his colleague known only as Mr. Blue, and he is learning yoga techniques to help control him 
so that he hasn't transformed in the last five months. Okay, immediately I have something. A ton to of say. questions. <laughs> I if you have if you have an anger problem where you could potentially hurt other human beings, why would you go to the most densely populated exactly. place on the planet? I wrote down this city's giving me claustrophobia. It is so stressful. Yeah. Everyone's so everyone. We're slumming it. We're in the slums. Everyone's pissed off. Why not go to like rural Iowa? Go like, into the middle of the woods. Yeah. yeah. And also, there's like a person. People are elbow to elbow in this city. Mm-hmm. And I love the city, but for most people, being in a city and being in a crowd does nothing but elevate your blood pressure. Like absolutely. Oh. And learning one of the most difficult languages to learn. Like I'm just, I'm learning Spanish on Duolingo and I get pissed off at that owl all the time. And he's just like trying to learn Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, And he's working in this bottle factory where, by the way, I love, I hate it, but I love it that these movies in the late 2000s, there are some real cliches that you forget we've moved away from. Like the one woman working in this bottle factory is a fucking supermodel. Like literally. (laughs) So hot. Literally. <laughs> she's a supermodel working in this bottle factory where she's bet she's better looking than every other actor in the movie and yeah. then they have her next to these extras who are supposed to look like grubby yeah it's nuts how good looking that it's how i felt about chris pine in hell or high water yeah mm. <laughs> like yeah. everyone in that movie looks awful and then it's the best he's ever looked yeah, yeah. she Great is a full beat of makeup <laughs> Her whole, her hair is done in like a messy updo. And every time she turns, she's like, has a kissy face. And I was like, I just don't know how, why so many people have, are bothering me at this bottle factory. I've just come here to, <laughs> to invest in my passion of bottling sodas. And, and <laughs> I was like, who? Hell? Anyway. Um, so he works in this, he gets a cut at one point in this bottle factory and like his blood drips down and he has to run down this whole, like this whole factory turns off all the things, all the belts so that he can sweep it up because it's letting the audience know that his blood is essentially toxic. Right. And um, also makes you never really want to drink soda again because everything in this factory is pretty willy nilly. Once I was in a Walmart in my hometown and somebody brought up, uh, it's the same brand. It's whatever that brand of soda that is at Chipotle is that like colorful war, um, war is it it's like j-u-a-r no idea i'm gonna look it up right now i have seen two separate disgusting things happen one was like a fucking human it looked like the inside of an oyster or like a disgusting snot rocket at the top of this closed bottle oh. thing it was like i would never have that again and then i was in a walmart where somebody brought it up and there was a full dead moth Sealed in the Whoa. top of the soda. No one was Izzy, I Z Z E. Oh, Izzy. Was it Izzy? Really? I was it thinking was of Izzy. The, let me look up what I'm look, thinking of. What it was gross. So while Yaritos, you're looking, you, you raised a good point that no one in this movie is wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is to me irresponsible. How hard would that be to cut? How hard would that be to add? In Come on. <laughs> Or hairnets or any. Kids are watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> not when he's Hulk. Obviously, not when he's Hulk. The mask would be too small. It would, it would break. Right. The, the mask would break. But <laughs> and also, but Banner, I think the least he can. Do. When he turns into the Hulk, 
I understand that they make multiple comments about it. No pants would fit him. He should be fully naked as the Hulk. <laughs> they really he would yeah. rip they give through him stretchy pants. <laughs> as though, well, like she, she tries to give him the purple pants at one point, and he just right. he knows her so. She he just there, turns those down. There are a lot of like that style, like fan service winks. Oh, like Lou yeah. Ferrigno is the security guard. <laughs> yeah, who plays fun. the Hulk in the TV show? Yeah. Holy bananas! And ugh, anyway. Um, so he, he's working in this, this factory and, um, Thunderbolt Ross, who becomes a huge character in the MCU, he's in up until like, he's in Black Widow. He's still around. Um, yeah, he's in, I think I want to say five or six Marvel movies, but he looks to me so like, just like an, an old dude, just like your average old white guy that I always never remember. Is he the person from the last movie or is he just like a new general? like a disgruntled mm. uptight general after banner cuts his finger and a drop of blood falls into the bottle which eventually ingested by an elderly consumer in milwaukee wisconsin who was played by stan lee our first stan lee cameo in this mm-hmm. um or our only stan lee cameo in this uh giving him gamma sickness so we know that his blood is toxic okay. using the bottle to track down banner ross sends special forces led by emil blonsky to capture him uh, Banner transforms into the Hulk and defeats Blonsky's team. After Ross explains how Banner became the Hulk, Blonsky agrees to inject, be injected with a small amount of similar serum. So this fucking dude, this Blonsky guy, is fucking terrifying. He's five foot nothing, but he's scarier than the Hulk. This guy has fucking issues. When he's running through that campus and he's like speed running, that scared me more than anything else in this movie. Like some gun freak running at a super speed through a campus is scarier to me than like, like monsters right. aren't real. Right. But this running. guy is, and he has access to all of the government weapons and secrets. Like this yeah. guy is something's off. And then later on the movie, he said, uh, he said he was like 29 or something. And <laughs> no, no, he says he's 30. No, no, no. I think he said he's he a- 18 going on 45. 19. <laughs> no, no. The general goes, how old are you? 45. And yeah. he says 39 and he's like bummed about it. Yeah. By the way, he was, I looked yeah. it up. He was 47 when he played this role. Um, right. Wow. Also to my eyes did not really work out for it. No, I think he was to me, Tim saggy. Roth is like, I'm a good enough actor. I can play strong. Well, here's to. the other crazy thing. I just saw this on Instagram last night where some gay thing I follow reshared um, Wolverine in the original X-Men. And he was like, remember when original X-Men could just be like regular fit? And Hugh Jackman is hot as hell, but he just looks kind of like a regular guy. Somewhere in the MCU, we've decided like, people need to look like super steroid freaks to be superheroes. Right. But yeah, you're right. When he was like, I'm the strongest guy there is. And then he takes off his shirt. I'm like, I think I could take you. Yeah. If if I had an anger problem too, I could probably take you. Unaware we're body, of my own we're body shaming Tim Ross. Yeah, yeah right absolutely. Now. <laughs> we're body shaming Blonsky. Um, but he's he's like something's wrong with him in the sense that he he's like really power hungry. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll take these steroids. In. We're not powers, not even. He's like obsessed with like he just wants to fight, like die in combat, or like have a worthy opponent. Oh, let him. <laughs> let this guy die <laughs> also i wrote in my notes i watched this a couple of days ago i wrote my mo- notes myspace was deleted i have no idea what that fucking means <laughs> MySpace, was deleted. myspace at some point i guess he like goes to i have no idea but oh so 
So then Banner, after he like has his episode, he wakes up somewhere like countries away. Like he's like a continent away. I think yeah. he, he wakes he, up. Yeah, he's in Brazil. He wakes up in Guatemala. Yeah. And then he starts like walking and making his way through uh, Mexico and up towards the States where he goes oh. to this. This is wait. There is there is a fat shaming. There is part a fat, where he like holds hold- up the shorts to that poor woman who's just trying to buy food. Yeah, he's and over then, and he says, "Mas stretchy." Yeah, he turns to the lady and is like, "Not big enough." I'm like, when you turn into the Hulk, you turn into essentially a building. This is like a normal woman. This is a mother <laughs> of. Although he's not a building, I don't want to jump ahead, but later in the movie, he stands next to. Uh, someone else and he's like I'm like oh he's like eight feet yeah <laughs> but not like insane I guess you're right I was like he's tall but I thought the Hulk was bigger uh, he is the, it is crazy to, it's so funny to look back because 2009 doesn't seem that long ago I mean it was only 10 years ago uh but that you would never see that in a movie like no way it, it took me aback I was like oh, oh, poor lady and then you have to cast for that. That's the craziest yeah. thing about that. They say, can you bend over so we can see yeah. if you're, you look enormous? Casting as we like... don't even see that character's face, right? No, no we can't. We yeah. certainly would never be allowed to. That poor woman. So then Banner returns to Culver University where like this all kicked off. And he reunites with Betty. Now... Finally. 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 I <laughs> love Liv Tyler. This whole movie, I couldn't stop thinking... First of all, Edward Norton reminds me of John Randall. I don't know why. But Liv (laughs) Tyler, A, reminds me a little bit of you, Sarah. But Um, Liv Tyler is gorgeous in this movie. Wait, just for our listeners, we should say John Randall is a famous serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he'll be on the next episode. So you'll be... (laughs) From from the county jail. Yeah. And he's a... Um, (laughs) <laughs> he is a laugh riot it's uh, a curse that he's a murderer because he's yeah. so funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> kills in comedy and kills in life yeah. Yeah, yeah. um i uh i like Liv tyler i like the way she looks but she she's just such a whisper actor i did right I, I just want her to raise her damn voice every I once wrote, in a while Liv tyler is the whisper queen bitch <laughs> yeah that's her only mo- I, my, what i said is she doesn't act like a human but I do really like watching her. I yeah. like she her as an elf. was my first crush. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. She is, Forget about it. She is about unbelievably. It. She's sexy and gorgeous and like everything about her. I could watch her. I could watch her in literally anything. To your point, Mike, the choices she, she sometimes makes, I'm like, I've never seen a person do that. But it's done so well that you're like, yeah. I wish I could see people do this. Like, I wish <laughs> I wish I was in a relationship with someone where they were like, no, 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 no. right, right. She it has. Is like... I just spent the rest of the night trying to get her inflection and her like. Oh, she has like a strained whisper. She's always. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and... but we um. Can we zero in real quick on who's who's the pizza guy? Who's pizza guy? Oh Why yeah, is he the, his eyebrows were link? Stanley. His eyebrows oh. were a work of art. I I forgot for a second that um, mustache daddy was her real daddy, and I thought pizza guy was her daddy because he like knows them so well, and he's like, he's right. where I'll go, I'll go to the he's old pizza just guy. The local, yeah, just the local pizza purveyor. Well. <laughs> 
it's also said in this movie that Betty stops talking to her dad after he like essentially turns Bruce into the Hulk. So maybe this mm. guy has become her father. Like a sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's dating uh that guy from Modern Family, Modern Ty Family. Burrell. She's dating right. Phil Dumphy, who calls right, the right, cops right. on them. But then kind of has an about face and is a good, is like, yeah. you know what I mean? He kind of like yells at the general. What yeah. a weird, it, it is a weird character to put in there because it's like, she it has is. moved on, but the moment she sees Bruce, it's like, well, fuck right. this guy. I'm not even going to tell him I'm leaving. And then he, he seems to like, let her go to be like, yeah. you know what I mean? And he's like, your daughter was always right about you. And then he's like, okay, well, she left you for a monster. So <laughs> I don't know. You're not you're getting a burn on me, dude. Um, don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Me either. No wrong answers. Non-burning questions to kickstart conversations is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing but most important questions. Why talk about vaccine rates when you could debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? Or you own a boutique candle shop. What is your least popular scent? These are the burning questions you should be asking. This card game is created by two of my friends, my personal friends, Paula Skaggs and Josh Linden. Yes, I have friends talented enough to create a card game. And if you love me, you love them and you'll love this game. No Wrong Answers is a deck of 70-plus conversation starters that you'll come back to and debate over and over again. This is great for dinner parties. It's great for Zoom happy hours, first dates, classrooms, prison visits, fast food drive throughs It literally, there's no place that these conversation starters won't work. Holidays are right around the corner somehow. And this would make a great gift. It would make a great thing to put out on the table to, you know, generate conversation between you and your family. You know how hard it is to catch up after you haven't seen each other in the year. What are you going to talk about? The fact that you share blood? No. You're going to reach for one of these cards and you're going to get the conversation started. And if it doesn't get better than that, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. I mean, come on. On. Listeners can use the code Trident for 10% off of their purchase. Go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com. Once again, NoWrongAnswersGame.com. And use Trident for 10% off your purchase. I mean, come on, y'all. This is fun talk and <laughs> not small talk. Uh, and there's a, a pretty iconic scene where he is, he goes to see her. Um, he tries to find, oh, that's what it was. He tries to find the data in his, in the college campus. Yeah. And he has to clear a Norton 360 computer thing. And I said, okay, that's his creative input. There yep. it is. <laughs> that's when I wrote down that his MySpace was deleted. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he was okay with the product placement. Yeah, God. Um, also, every time they cut to a shot of Thunderbolt Ross, I was like, he either looked horny or constipated. Every time they cut to Ross, it was a close-up shot of just his face where the expression was either like, I'm, I have a boner right now or I have to get to the bathroom. No matter what was happening, like he's having that conversation with 
that yeah. little dwee Blonsky, and Blonsky's like, I'm a Vita, I'm gonna die on the hill. And, he, <laughs> and it cuts to Ross, and he's like, can I give you some drugs? <laughs> Those two looks are only a, only a step away from one another, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, they have this, so whenever he gets all juiced up, he attacks the Hulk on campus, and Hulk fucks up this campus. Mm-hmm. There's all these people around who are recording him. By the way, I would never stop to record. Are you Honestly? out of your mind? Oh yeah, this guy with his flip flop. All of them. They were like hiding behind it. trees, like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. look at him go yeah, with their flip flops. <laughs> but to my favorite part was that they have one of those metal sculptures that I feel like every college campus has, yeah. <laughs> and he uses and he like destroys it in the fight. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. Get rid of that scaffolding. In the we did. We skipped over. I'm sorry. We just skipped over the first moment where we learned that if he gets horny, he gets hulky. Because like oh. she tries to, oh. or like he's like, I can't. No, stop. we're not there yet, are we? No, 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 no. Because that's when they run away. It. Oh, sorry. Which I have a lot of thoughts on that. So let's get to it. Um, also, Edward Norton was ripped. So they they can't get Edward Norton. Edward saves. Um, uh, Liv, because Liv just like runs out into the middle of the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And he's like, right. remember me. <laughs> and then he saves her, and then they run away. Um, and he's used to being on the run, so they can't use any stuff. And they're in this motel, and this is where they she immediately forgets that she has another like fiance. And they don't say right. that he's a fiance, but because they're both still in college and they're adults dating, it makes me think they have to be fiancés. I don't know why. They try to have sex and then he can't because he can't let his heart get up above 200 beats per minute. That is, was that in the comics? Here's, I don't know. Oh, wait. I, I just remembered something. This is later, but Blonsky, so Blonsky in that fight gets totally effed up. Oh, he fucks mm-hmm. his ass up. Well, the mm-hmm. Hulk just like kicks him and he flies like 200 feet into a tree all his bones break and he falls over into a pool of his own blood then the doctor has this line where he's talking to general ross and he's like he's about blonsky who's like in traction and he says uh he's like you know he's hanging in there i'll tell you one thing the guy's got a (laughs) the guy's got a heart i've never seen i've never seen on anyone but a horse but a wait (laughs) a heart i've never seen anywhere but a racehorse and I was like, wait, why is this human doctor seen so many racehorses? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, he fucked his ass up. He had those like weird where you have to put your hand in the thing to like set your hand. That yeah. Was oh, yeah. And they edited painful in all those as hell. Yeah, they edited in all those squishy sounds. The editor was like, let's put some more squish on that when he moves his fingers. (laughs) Yeah, and then in like 20 minutes, he's back to normal health. Because he gets the the, The serum. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ross is like, cool, cool, cool. Let's give him more. (laughs) Fucking freak of nature just survives like, uh, anyway. They, we cut back to um, Bruce and Liv on the run. They try to have sex, but they cannot because his heart can't get above 200 beats per minute. Which, which if I couldn't come, that would piss me off. So it's kind of a catch 22. <laughs> it's not only is it catch 22, I kept, I wrote down, I was like, am I doing sex wrong? Because I guarantee you, never in my life has my heart gotten up to above 200 beats per minute let him lay let him lay down 
Let him lay down. She's got to do the work. I know that's unfair, yeah. but he it's also unfair that he turns into a monster. <laughs> 200 beats per minute? I have been close to death. I've had near-death experiences that haven't gotten my heart up to 200 beats per minute. Well, you've never really come. <laughs> also, does that mean, well, can he masturbate? Is like masturbating less, less fun? He can't masturbate. I yeah. don't think he can do, he can't do any of it. I, look, I have, I'll put my Fitbit on today and report back. There's no way people's heart rate goes up to above 200. My resting heart rate is like 69 beats per minute. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they can't fuck. They can't fuck. And then let's let's make sure that we, because I this didn't seem like an important moment. It just seems silly to me until they bring it back at the very end. She pulls out her camera and takes a little photo of him on her digital camera. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little road trip photo of him. How does that come back? Yeah, I was like, you're they on bring, the run. Because at the very end of the movie, something in her pocket beeps and it's her digital camera. Battery's dying. dying. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls out the camera and sees the photo of him. <laughs> this is very early Instagram wife behavior. This oh, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. really like she's like we gotta we gotta create this memory. And okay. Edward Norton was ripped, by the way. Whenever he came out of that shower, I was like, I'd leave my husband for Edward Norton, even if yeah. he could turn into a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, now we hit no. Uh, now that we know who he is, and I believe all of those rumors one hundred percent. Um, I'm back. I on usually remember believe rumors immediately. Oh yeah, what's the harm? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Edward Norton doesn't work at all is the harm. Um, yeah, well, cancer culture has come for all can- of us. Cancer, cancer culture. culture? <laughs> it's the culture. next phase. Yeah. <laughs> cancer culture. <laughs> Where you call somebody? We are. Can- we're gonna make you suffer for years. Yeah. We're not just gonna cancel you. <laughs> We're going to draw this shit out as long as we can. <laughs> um, oh, there was, so then they go, they continue to go, by, by the way, they're going to find Mr. Blue. That's their whole thing, is that if they can go find Mr. Blue in New York City, this random person they met on the internet, which by the way, how do you meet somebody on the internet like that? And then they just, that's the person you tell about your gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, the dark web. The dark web, yeah. I guess, just explains it all. They go find this guy. His name <laughs> is Stearns, Dr. Samuel Stearns, um, a cellular biologist who tells Banner that he has developed a positive antidote to Banner's condition. After we love he... this actor. What's his name? Tim. Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, we loved him. Like, do we? From a brother, a brother love art, him. though. Yeah, yeah love I love. Him. Oh my God, you're right. I love him in a brother, where art, though. He's a good actor because he plays this character as like gross and stupid. I hated this guy. He's a little horny for science. Yeah. <laughs> Which in most cases I would be a proponent of, but then when you see it, you're like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> uh, he tells Banner that he, after a successful test where they um, induce him into becoming the Hulk. Yeah. And then reverse his Which transformation. Really gr- that was a gross, gross scene. It was a gross scene. Yeah. And then I thought like, if she has to induce him by getting his like blood... Or like they have to, why can't she just blow him or like have yeah. sex with him on the table? Come on, why not? Like you guys couldn't well, do it in the I hotel room. Um, how did they do it? Because the way they did it, I was like, this is excessive. Why can't she just like put a finger in his butt or something? Yeah. 
also what's he giving him he's got it's the because i thought he tried to find the cure and he couldn't and now all of a sudden he, he has couldn't it. but it's then... just straight thc baby yeah. it's weed all the time <laughs> hell yeah chill out baby just i wonder if that out, could help baby. if like if bruce banner was like consistently high and like i can't transform i can't <laughs> sorry they need him to and he's like oh sorry my oh, there was, i will say when they look at when they're doing a test and they look they look under a microscope at his cells and they're green his cells <laughs> turn green when they transform and then back to i was like that's a little on the nose that <laughs> 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 the whole cell like are green in his body they're green and they have purple shorts on even his blood cells turn have, into the hole they each have an individual pair of purple shorts <laughs> Little pair of shorts, uh, <laughs> and we we haven't even talked about uh, directed by Ang Lee this movie. It was. Yeah, yeah. That. Ang Lee of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Brokeback Mountain, Life of Pi. Yeah, yeah. It holds up. I'm gonna say it's better than all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um there's this is a i just wrote down andrew said something very funny when we were watching this movie and when he's turning into uh when tim blake nelson puts the juice in him and he starts to turn but then he turns back andrew went ew he turned into edward norton and i thought that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> and i just wanted to give him a little shout out <laughs> oh wait oh wait uh guys also i have to take that back i'm wrong he uh angley directed the 2003 eric banna ah that my makes fault, sense so who directed this i didn't know that he had directed a hulk movie so i just went with you on there this was directed by lewis letterary someone we don't a french never film met. director who includes uh the first two transporter films unleashed the incredible hulk clash of the titans now you see me okay this makes a lot more sense now you see me okay i remember that now because ang lee in the original and i have never seen the original but i know that he had a lot of great ideas to like edit the transitions and some of the frames to look like comic strips uh, for the original hulk but it did not work out um because i guess it was bad hmm. so in this um so essentially they realized that they can turn him back to edward norton but or bruce banner uh but they don't know if it's it's permanent or if the, he would have to do this every time so he would i guess have to like when he turns into the hulk have the hulk lay on this table like coerce the hulk into the lab yeah. or he they could put it in like an EpiPen. Kind but of it was so much it was like a two liter of solution that he had to like that purple stuff it was oh, like yeah. so much i was thinking like they can't put that in a blow dart like even if this works they would have to like coerce the hulk or i guess put it in a giant missile or something um but right as they do this fucking blonsky and his fucking spine his gross disgusting spine Ugh. are they're finding where this guy they find where they are they capture both betty and um bruce and when they take them away in a helicopter blonsky stays behind and orders sterns to inject him with the banner's blood this was so funny 
where he was like, I want some more of like whatever you gave him. And then Stern says, it looks like you already have a little something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought, oh, what yeah. a good he burn. Like, you have a little something in you. Yeah. What a good way to like tell somebody they have drunk too much or like they're kind of yeah. like, and, and like, I want to buy a drink. Like, it looks like you already have a little something in you. Yeah, he's too jacked. <laughs> Tim Roth is the smallest big boy ever, though, to be fair. Like, he's small, but he's got huge big boy energy. Yeah. yeah. Especially in this film. So he injects him. He turns into this fucking monster freak called the Abomination. Um, mm-hmm. A creature which Tim, Tim Roth says before he or no, oh Tim yeah, Nelson, before he goes, he goes. You know, you've already got some in you. I I don't know what that solution is. The combination could be an abomination. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. And it's just a it's just a spikier, stringier Hulk. He's just like a grosser. Yeah, like the wrong color. Yeah, like a yellowish color. Yeah, they just um, brought this character back in the new Shang Chi movie. If you watch the trailer, there is, or if you watch the movie, yeah, there's a fight where he's like doing um, underground fights for money. Tim Tim Roth as the character? Or I don't know if it's Tim Roth as the character. Just the abomination. His his everything looks different about him. He like has he's kind of like more water looky, like he would live in the water. But it is confirmed that it's him. You can tell, and they're just doing staged fights for money. Wow, like <laughs> like wrestle like pro wrestling. Kind of like uh more like um MMA style okay, cage okay. fights. Oh my god! And he's wow. fighting a wizard. It's so funny. Um. <laughs> This is too much of a tangent, but isn't it crazy that MMA is like legal? It is. I can't believe it. I, I truly cannot believe it. <laughs> this is nuts to me. It's like speaking of Edward Norton. It's like Fight Club in public. It's yeah. like you couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't do like, the movie Fight Club now because they'd be like, "Well, just go and go pursue MMA." Yeah, like cockfighting is illegal, but MMA is fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all those dudes are like fucked up they're always on red carpets like throwing shit at one another and starting fights and i'm like get a fucking therapist you weirdo (laughs) like what's wrong with you you're fighting in the street it's like they've been conditioned like how we would condition dogs or roosters yeah you know what i mean like (laughs) and also the fact that they like are are allowed to just walk around other people and like get in bar fights and shit could you imagine if you got into a bar fight with someone and then surprise they're a fucking mma fighter and they kill you yeah oh we got to be careful one of them might hear this i don't care come get me (laughs) (laughs) come on bring it on i can take the the abomination (laughs) (laughs) but that was the the um like the limitation of the movie but maybe that's just like of the form where I was like, ultimately, it's just Abomination versus Hulk, like, who's physically stronger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're watching, like, two CGI monsters, like, and I don't know. That That's when I kind of, it took me out of it to be like, oh, this is how we're deciding who wins is like. Yeah. I almost am never taken out of a movie by bad CGI. In most cases, I don't even recognize it. The CGI of these two monsters fighting looked like a video game. It looked like something <laughs> that would be on PlayStation. It yeah. was so bad. I mean, I still yeah. could follow it and it didn't take me out too much, but there was a whole portion where I was like, oh shit, we're watching cartoons all of a sudden. Um, 
and then it would cut back to live but she's like standing in rubble whispering and then it would cut back to the cartoons and <laughs> it was <laughs> you can always hear her though yeah like, but not enough you can always hear her but just not enough yeah um, isn't there uh did we skip the part where there's a part where um he's gonna like jump out of the plane and she's like but you don't know if you'll change oh, yeah yeah so and yeah, then yeah. Devin, this is really this goes back to what you said a couple minutes ago she just had to slip a little finger in his butt and he would have changed literally <laughs> instead fall to your potential death mm-hmm. like and everybody he, dad avert your eyes i'm gonna try to blow him real quick yeah and we just don't... need to rub one out real quick because of where it is in the movie they don't really play it as a joke I think oh. they reused this moment in the Avengers where he jumps out of a, a plane and just hits the ground, but the yeah. Hulk gets out of the crater. Yeah. But in this movie, it's played serious. It's like he hits the ground. We're like, oh, he died. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> fucking dead now. Um, yeah. And, but then he comes out as a Hulk and they fight. This fight was also filmed like in a, like a theme park ride. Like whenever they, I don't know if that's true. That's how it felt watching it. It was like one, the graphics that you would expect in a theme park. Two, they're like taking you up and around the city and you're bouncing all over the place and they're smashing into people's apartments and stuff. Yeah. And then they get up onto the roof. They really struggle. They fight a well, lot. The helicopter comes to try to help the Hulk. Which yeah. ultimately, yeah. And then but ends up putting them in danger. Yeah, so then they the Hulk has to save them. It. Yeah. Um, after the battle throughout Harlem, the Hulk defeats the Abomination by nearly strangling with, him to death with a chain, but spares with, um, him. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I So I'm not familiar with this comic. So this came out of absolutely fucking nowhere for me. The clap? The, when he oh, like, yeah. and, and then I was like, what the hell was that? The helicopter's Andrew, on fire. Yeah. And Andrew knows the thing. So he was like, oh, it's the Hulk clap. Da, da, da. And yeah. I was like, nah, not to me. I don't there, know what that is. There's the Hulk <laughs> clap and then there's the Hulk smash. That's really all you need yeah. to know. And he does both what in this movie. What is it though? It's just, a, it's just, he the makes Hulk a lot clap of wins. is that he's so strong that whenever he claps his hands together, it sends a concussive force that will also blow wind and everything. It's, and it acts like a fire extinguisher. Well, that was the thing. I was like, I thought oxygen made fires grow bigger. Um, And also, Betty, move the gun and get out of the helicopter. The whole thing is she's trapped in this helicopter because some guy is dead on this, like, machine gun. Move his ass. Mm -hmm. The whole time she's like... God, but I still loved her. Every time I was like, "Save her, she's beautiful." No, she's the best. Um, and then, but this drove me crazy about her. He's about to choke out this thing with a thing, and she comes out and says, "Bruce, no, don't murder him." And you know what? She has him pussy whipped. And I have never used that term in my life. A million percent. she has him. You couldn't get out of the helicopter to save your life, but you can get out of the the helicopter to save this fucking monster. This Mm -hmm. monster. Yeah, I didn't see a big upside to to keeping Abomination alive. Yeah, Mm -mm. and I hate to say this. A sequel. Some things, I mean, I understand the, the lesson is always that like murder is the wrong choice or like killing somebody is the wrong choice. I hate to say it. I disagree. I would say murder this thing. Mm-hmm. It's a monster. And when it's not a monster, it's a man who's power driven and violent. Mm-hmm. 
whose life goal is to die fighting. And now he's a monster? Kill his ass. Kill him. Get rid of him. Also, who cleans up this city after they fuck it all up? I always wonder yeah. that about movies. And especially like as he's like, he's not he's not Spider-Man. He's not stealth. He's like crunching buildings on his way as he's running yeah. away. He's like, yeah. so how did he get away, A? And B, who, who's going to clean that up? I think that every time I watch a disaster movie, I'm like, one of the hardest things about the MCU is that they have disaster after disaster after disaster, but people just clean up and go back to normal. Yeah. How could you ever go back to normal? <laughs> Do you feel like, I feel like for the first couple of minutes of any of those like city fight sequences, I'm, I'm like mentally counting how many casualties there have been. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, those two people definitely died. Like I'm trying to like <laughs> find the scale of it. Yeah. I always think of, especially in horror movies, I'm like, oh no, like the therapy that these people are going to need like uh, to yeah. process what's just happened to them there is where about um, abomination like rips a hole in someone's apartment and like yells in their face and i was like oh my god like how scared <laughs> how scared i've been when i like thought i saw something in my apartment <laughs> you know what i mean like how terrified <laughs> i've been of like a cat when i wasn't expecting a cat yeah yeah, yeah. and see this giant monster <laughs> it would ruin your it would ruin your whole life and then you get to though tell that story for the rest of your life do you remember the abomination he broke <laughs> into my bedroom mm-hmm. yeah. and um and you know i didn't fully fight him but i did throw something at him and i do think that made him scared of and he left so i helped save the city in a way i think he knew this was the raw i was not the one i was not the one this is the you, wrong you've come apartment. to the wrong house buddy christy carlson romano says yeah. my interaction with the if anybody's listening to this yeah. podcast because this is a disney themed podcast there's a woman named christy carlson romano who play who was the older sister ren yeah. in even stevens and also a couple other things oh that's channel. who she is she's mm-hmm. devoted her she's now on youtube I highly recommend watching all her videos. She does these 10 minute long videos where she's trying to convince the audience that she has moved past Hollywood by her choice, but also letting them know she's fully willing to come back for even the smallest thing. It is <laughs> the most, the the disassociation that's happening in front of your eyes is, is unbelievable and it's delicious. Shock- I- well, first of all, she's always wearing a sports bra. She's always, she's she, and she's gorgeous. She she's looks gorgeous. beautiful. These are high quality produced videos that she's making about how she doesn't care about something. <laughs> so she'll be like, <laughs> how, how so-and-so stole this role from me and how, how Katy Perry I, stole and my how record it doesn't deal. bother me at all. It doesn't bother me at all, but I made this 20 said, minute. Said, <laughs> you're saying she said I was up for abomination. <laughs> I didn't get it. Was it political? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask I, I was I was in the callback and I left the room and he walked in right after me and I saw him and I was like, well, of course he's going to get it. Yeah. yeah. But of I, course I wanted creative control and maybe that's not the direction that they wanted to go in. So they went with wait, him. I think, I think it's too late for this joke to work, but I was going to say that Mark Wahlberg said if he had been in that apartment when Abomination showed up, things would have gone really different. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg or The Rock. <laughs> the Rock would have been a great abomination. They wouldn't have had to do any CGI. Um, oh, hey And that's he, a rock burn. And that's a rock burn. I'm more afraid of The Rock than I am of The Abomination. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because so, what does The Rock want? 
<laughs> and then a month later, Banner is in uh, British Columbia where he's like, instead of suppressing his transformation, he begins to transform in a, in a controlled manner with a slight smirk. Mm-hmm. Oh, at the end and of the movie. then the camera beeps in Liv's pocket and she pulls it out and she sees yeah. that road trip photo she took of him. Side note, on this um, Wikipedia page, it says David Duchovny was the front runner for the film before Norton's casting. Really? David Duchovny? David that Duchovny. A, that would Isn't he much older? Um, Probably. <laughs> Not much. David, David DeCastro. Um, all right, so then that brings us to the end of the movie. We will talk about the... the um, the end credit scene in a moment but before we get there on a scale of one to ten where would you place this movie six okay. yeah yeah five or maybe five or six maybe but five yeah. or it, six in that is that where would we place it in comparison to other marvel films or just as in, a- um well that's a good question i think uh let's just do as a general film five okay you're going to give it a five. Perfect. Mike, does that change your answer at all? Uh, I'll stick with five. That, that okay. Okay. Yeah, I we, make we a, don't hate it. We don't love it. I made a joke on the last podcast about how I'm going to give every single movie a 10. Um, <laughs> but then after watching this and after all the things that we talked about, I think instead, um, you know what, I'll go ahead and give it a 10. Um, <laughs> uh, and then let's ask a couple of the questions that we love to ask on the podcast um, and then we have two new games that I'm really excited for um, one let's go through really question or really quick who in this movie is the Rosie O'Donnell and who in this movie is the Danny DeVito <laughs> okay Tim Blake Nelson Tim Blake Nelson is Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Uh, Danny DeVito. Tim Thunderbolt Ross. Danny DeVito. Yeah, Tim. Thunderbolt oh. Ross. Or Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, that's probably better. I was thinking about size. T- Tim Roth is. Probably it would be closer. kind of interesting to cast Danny DeVito as Abomination, like as he <laughs> wants to be big. <laughs> He's like, He's oh just my like the penguin. life. People like counted me out. But it's still in comparison to like what his his average like if the abomination is like an average sized person the the equivalent of Danny DeVito he would be like about the Hulk size. <laughs> <laughs> um, who in this movie has hot dad energy? Mike, let's start with you because I think you've already pointed out your. I already you said your General Ross. I I don't know. I I thought he was hot in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. I mean, you, morally suspect. <laughs> oh wait uh, you know he, what we didn't what we didn't mention what is the i don't know if it's post credits or but tony stark tony oh yeah stark we'll get to that yeah. we, have a, we have a little yeah. something okay, fun, okay, okay hopefully fun or it's gonna be fucking awful um <laughs> so raise those expectations baby uh <laughs> i would say hot dad energy in here i mean i could get i i really didn't like ross this personality i really get like almost a visceral anger towards in movies mm-hmm. where parents just like treat their adult children as though they're still their parent. I don't know what that is about me. So it couldn't, it wasn't him. I would say Stanley, the pizza guy is going to be oh, my hot dad energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I Those love eyebrows that. were a work of art. Mm-hmm. They were like up touching his hairline. They were so mm-hmm. cute. 
Well, I mean, that's it for the questions. Um, I, we also do uh, like to ask, like, how do we feel about the costuming of the superheroes? Um, mm. He but didn't here, wear the purple shorts. He didn't wear the purple shorts. He just kind of wore like whatever shorts kind of stretched out for him. Um, but the CGI was so bad in this movie that I was, it, it's been better in future film. So then that brings us to two new games. One, um, in every MCU movie, there's a Stan Lee cameo. Right mm-hmm. in this movie, mm-hmm. he is the general. He's the guy who drinks the soda and gets gamma sickness. Mm-hmm. If you could change his cameo to any other person in this movie, who would you change? Mm. What cameo? One would you of the choose for college him? kids filming on his flip phone. That would be so <laughs> funny. Or he's the really hot uh, woman at. I was thinking the same Oh. oh yeah, that was the one I was gonna say. And then, if not that, then maybe Lou Ferrigno's part, and then have Lou Ferrigno be the hot girl in the uh, final <laughs> fact. <laughs> Lou oh. Ferrigno looked great. He did. Dude, yeah. he's he's, glowing. I mean, I think he just did continue to do Comic Con rounds after. Yeah. Forever, which would be an amazing, like, what a dream job! You go to all these different cities, and then you just go sit on a panel and have people like love you it's like a narcissist dream amazing (laughs) you're signing things for a project you did 40 years ago yeah makeup took out took a long time but it was worth it yeah (laughs) he's still doing he has to do the makeup himself now when he goes shows up (laughs) (laughs) he has like a um uh a home depot house paint brush that he uses because he doesn't know anything about makeup a roller Uh, so then the last thing, I thought this would be fun. It might be really, really stupid. Okay. Um, at the end of every movie, there is at least one end credit scene. So I thought, why don't we try to explain what happens in this end credit scene as though we are three bystanders who were there watching it. Like as we were, as though we were people in the bar. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> this could be really, really fucking dumb, but I thought of it when I was a little... <laughs> high on marijuana and then it cracked me up so I thought let's just do it I um I unfortunately was like half a bottle of wine in by the end of this movie so I don't okay so then you're really gonna play remember, the, but then you're gonna I play would, the role of the audience the you're okay. gonna play the role of the audience or okay. at least like we're telling you about it okay please and Mike we are at the bar okay, um okay. so uh me and Mike on route 66 doing a uh, <laughs> cross-country road trip. We stopped at this little little dive bar in the middle of like- We're going to the Grand Tetons. The Grand <laughs> Tetons, baby. I've always said I, I wanted wait. to go. We talked about going freshman year of college and we've never gone. So this was our time we were going to go. 40 years later, finally. Well, then dad got sick. <laughs> oh, dude, don't, dad don't. got sick freshman year. So I had to spend more time at home. <laughs> he started working in the library, send a little money back. <laughs> so we go. So we're on the we're on the road trip. We're in um we're in Mike's Mazda, and we pull over at this bar because we're. Now I in- used to have a Chevy. we pull over in this mazda it's right next door well first of all we pull over to a motel and we get a room and then right across the street is a bar and they say a single bed single bed and they say you know oh the bar across the street has great drinks so we go over to this bar we're enjoying ourselves in walks this man this colonel sanders looking motherfucker sits down (laughs) next to us at the bar 
yeah part of the military so starts getting starts getting wasted and every time he asks on, he keeps telling the bartender reload reload yeah, yeah. and the drink he's getting gin and mountain dew yeah by the looks of it by the looks by of the it, looks of it gin and mountain dew or squirt you couldn't tell I'm like okay whatever uh then we're trying to enjoy ourselves this guy's sad as hell He's like guzzling down these drinks in what? Yeah, I said rough day at the office. He just kind of growled at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really okay. I'm not partying with this guy. Um, and then the door kicks open. Everybody stops what they're doing. They put the, the jukebox mm-hmm. scratches. Mm-hmm. In walks fucking Tony Stark. I didn't Iron even know Man. it was a record in there. No. <laughs> not until he kicked out of the jukebox and slammed the wall right behind Mike's head. At which point you did take two shots and scream, party in the USA! <laughs> well, where were we and what were we doing? He kicks open the door. In comes Tony Stark, Iron Man. Yeah, the billionaire. Yeah, and Mike knows this about me. I have such a fucking boner for Tony Stark. I have a boner for rich people. Right. And so he comes in hard as a rock immediately. I'm salivating at the mouth. <laughs> now I'm ordering gin and Mountain Dews. And Mike says, shut up, shut up, shut up. They're going to talk. They're going to say something. Mm-hmm. He comes in. He asks him about his day. He growls. Uh, this guy with a mustache growls at Tony Stark. And at this time, we're kind of not paying attention because Mike's thinking, hey, maybe we could take home the mustache guy. And I'm thinking maybe we could take home Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. Our Mm -hmm. hotel is right across the street. Tony Stark says, "Uh, I'm here to talk to you about something. And we're like, is it a foursome with the two of us? Because Mike is famously bi. (laughs) (laughs) And what does he hate sex? So we think what we have a 50-50 shot. 50-50 shot on both of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> add that together. That's a hundred. That's a hey. hundred. Dollars, so. But then before we can say anything, Tony Stark leans over and he says, I'm here to talk to you about something. The Avengers initiative. And it was that moment. Actually, he doesn't say the word. <laughs> he goes we're starting a team but we all know but we all know and, then, all he, know team, and then he takes off his his suit jacket and he pulls the back of his tucked in shirt up and a, as a tramp stamp across his lower back Tony Stark has the Avengers initiative with a list of people all the <laughs> way down the, a couple butt. of them are crossed <laughs> off like they said no or, he, or, or maybe they passed away <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you the general idea of what we what we saw that day. Yeah. By the way, the Grand Tetons were beautiful. Yeah, tell us about your yeah. trip. <laughs> and we we did we did get to go down on the general. Oh, <laughs> the two of us together. Tony Stark left in some kind of hoverboard space. Yeah, something. Thing. Yeah, he put yeah. a uh, he put a quarter into a gumball machine and it turned into a jet and flew away. God, the <laughs> stories you can have if you just go out and explore this great country of ours. You know? Get out there. Get off the couch. Uh. Get in your Mazda. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being here today. Oh, this was so fun. Do you think you'll continue watching any movies in the MCU or do you think this was enough for you right now? You ha- you I you are making me watch that show for, for the next Yeah, you guys time. will be back later. What if? 
So yeah, we'll talk later. Here, let me um, let's say goodbye, and then we'll talk about that off here because we don't want any spoilers, even though everybody's going to know. So good. Um, I think I will to answer your question honestly. I probably will watch more because I've never seen Iron Man, and I've heard that that's a really great film, and I had I, fun watching this movie. So I'm like, okay, fine. Here's the thing. I love the MCU. They are not groundbreaking films. It's not films that are going to make you think. They are truly blockbuster, like blow them ups. Sure. But um, it's really gratifying. Some of them are amazing. At the at the worst, they're decent times to watch. You know what I mean? Um, and if you watch the whole thing, I made, speaking of John Randall, famous serial killer, I <laughs> I made him watch them all because John notoriously has never seen anything whatsoever. Yeah. He has no mm-hmm. pop, pop culture touchstones of anything. He doesn't recognize anything. He compared the, the Aladdin to Titanic. Because they're the only two movies he had ever seen. What? <laughs> Um, so I had, I made him watch all of these and he really, really got into it. So if John can get into it, I think you'll, you'll find things you can enjoy in them. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And there's always else going on. It's honestly just hot people saving the world in every movie. And who doesn't fucking love that? That's pretty accurate. That's pretty spot on. All right. How about you, Mike? Do you think you'll continue watching? I think I will. I mean, I've, I've seen, I'm going to see the 10 rings, which I haven't, but I've seen a lot. I have a younger brother, which isn't. I would probably see a bunch of them anyway, but I've seen a yeah. lot of Marvel movies. And um, now that you've seen The Abomination, you'll recognize him whenever he pops up yeah. in the Ten Rings. Yeah, yeah. I can't forget him. Oh my God. Thank you both so much for being here. Goodbye. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast